0: Ashley Brock reading Diane Palmer's book. Lawman Chapter 4 Grace sat with Garen in the office of the funeral home while Henry Jackson went over the arrangements for Mrs. Collier's funeral with her. Garen had taken a vacation day so that he could help. He didn't tell her that he hardly ever took time off, but she guessed it. There weren't a lot of arrangements to make Mrs. Collier had laid out her desires and even paid for her casket, a simple pine one. She was to be buried in a local Baptist church cemetery next to her late husband. Her inheritance would cover the cost of the service so that Grace had nothing to worry about. Next stop was Blake Cap's office, where Grace learned that she'd be left the house and land. It was a little surprising because she expected her grandmother wouldn't leave her anything at all. Karen was sitting in the waiting room while Grace spoke to her grandmother's attorney. I didn't think she'd leave me anything. She began. Blake leaned forward. She had a guilty conscience, Grace. He said gently. She failed you the one time she shouldn't have. I know she wasn't kind to you. Maybe that was just an involuntary response to her own behavior. She blamed me for mama, she said. She shouldn't have, he said, with well, the case of someone who'd known the family for many years. Nothing that happened was your fault. That's what Dr. Goldred said, and he's right. We'll go ahead and file the papers making your executive of her estate. He held up a big hand when she starts, You don't have to do a thing. I'll handle it now. About the funeral, he began. Mr. Grier is hoping with that. She said, Cash? She no, his brother Gary, he lives next door to our place. She said, sorry, eyebrows, Arch. He was expecting that from what he heard of Cash's brother. He didn't go out of his way to help people. He's very nice, he continued. He had his men to fix my car, and I baked him an apple cake. She smiled, June. It was about time he started noticing Bachelor's Grace. She said, it's not like that. She should, "'He's only being kind. "'Miss Turner probably had something to do with it.' "'She might have. "'You can see... Th- "'Well, if you need anything, you know where I am.' "'Yes, thank you.' He's, well, "'This is no trouble. "'When we get the papers drawn up, "'you can swing by and sign them. "'I'll do the rest.' "'She started back out of the office, "'smiling at the receptionist, "'a new girl who replaced Violet Hardy, "'who was now Cap's wife. "'Garen got up from the comfortable, sofa and went with her. "'The receptionist's eyebrows arched, "'and she granted Garen his crowd.' ''It's the thing about small towns,'' Grace said uneasily when they were around. ''If you're seen with anybody, people gossip. It's not malice.'' He didn't reply, but he didn't like it and made it obvious. you were taking time off to help me do this thing,'' she said when they were on the way back to her house. ''I really appreciate it.'' ''I don't... I didn't mind,'' he checked his watch. ''but I have to go back to my office. We're working on a murder. A child. I have some more calls to make.'' ''Do you have any leads?'' Excuse me. It's early. To, it's early times. She was apparently taken right out of her bedroom with her parents asleep next door and kept her for several days. Hiker tripped over her body behind the church. She was ten years old, and all her immediate family members have alibis. She was assaulted with well, that kind of people. Feel attracted to little girls. She's basically a rare soul Inadequate men. She bit up. You want control? But surprised him. He like, excuse me. Men who can't make it with grown-up women, she said Tony. And they ain't women because of it. So they victimized the most helpless sort of females. You're good. He murmured with a faint smile. Yes, that's my take on the case, too. His eyes were still on the road. If you've got potential, everything think of law enforcement for a career? a gun, Godzilla, you don't have to have a gun. We employ civilians at the Bureau, and information specialists, engineers, linguists, <laughs> linguists, you know. In the old days, you had to be an agent to work for the Bureau, but now we're more laid back. She smiles about herself. You're not laid back, Mr. Grier. <laughs> she returned. glanced at her curious. How old are you? Your right eyebrows would tell me. <laughs> he persisted. <laughs> 24. He smiled. I'm 36. It doesn't qualify me for a rocking chair. You can call me Garen. She gave him a long look. That's a name I've never heard before. My mother had four children, all boys. My father says she used to sit on the porch and go through baby names, books for hours. At that, my name isn't quite as bad as Cassius. Cash isn't all that unusual, she pointed out. His real name is Cassius, (laughs) he replied with a smile. My gosh! That's why he uses Cash, he chuckled. Are the two of you close, he shook his head. We've had some family problems since my mother's death. We're in the process of getting to know each other. Cash went off to military school when he was about eight or nine years old. Until this past year, we didn't really speak. That's sad to have a family and not speak. He wondered about her parents, but it was too soon to start asking personal questions. He didn't want any more contact with her than necessary. He was married to his job. On the other hand, he just talked to her about his work, and that was something he'd never done before. She had an empathy about her that was hard to resist. He felt at home with her. That was dangerous. and He wasn't going to let anything develop between them. Garen dropped Ace off and went back to work. Marquise's captain had called in the senior ASAC, called Garen into his office and authorized the Bureau's assistance. Garen would head up the task force as they searched for a murder, murderer who killed little girls. Nobody was saying it out loud, but it was very possible that they had a serial killer on their hands. At least four cases shared the same basic pattern of death. I'll get started then, Garen told him. Marquis... His captain said that the case needs to be solved as soon as possible. ACAC Bentley remarked he was older than Grier. near retirement, and had asked for assignment to San Antonio where he had relatives. He was a kindly man with a good heart, and he was a superior agent. Garen respected him. The captain has an open mind, but Marquis's lieutenant doesn't. He thinks it's all coincidence. I don't. The cases are too from similar. Garrett said doggedly. The ASAC smiled. You no know, Garen a long time. You knew how determined the agent could be. That would be my gut feeling, too. Stay out of trouble. I'll try. He replied. The grin gave him away. Phone Marquise and they met at a local diner. Marquise looked tired. There were dark circles on her side. You look like you've been burning the midnight oil, Garen remarked. He laughed a little wholly. I take these homicides seriously. I phoned the Oklahoma PD where the old ribbon red ribbon murder occurred. That was an eleven year old girl. They found her face down on a batch of brown eyed Susan's near a cemetery. Assaulted? Garen asked. Mar- Marquis nodded. Yes. Strangled as well, and then stabbed about twenty five times, just like the one we're working on. Too similar to be unrelated. Garen's me lit- in the A very personal attack. Exactly my feeling. Perpetrated the child, or what she represented. It was overkill, plain and simple. Something else. There was another victim, same basic MO over near Del Rio, about ten years ago. Killed with a knife and left in a field. I was looking for similar cases and happened to run into one of our older investigations who investigators who remembered it. Wasn't even fed into a database. It was so old. I emailed the police department over there and asked them to fax me the details. He ran a hand through his thick straight black hair. Little girls Innocent little girls, this monster may have been doing this since the 90s at intervals without getting caught. I'd give blood to get this guy where <laughs> he's at it if I was long enough to give the waitress his order. What he did, she he could pour coffee in his cup before smoking again. He's got to be a repeat sex offender. He's too good at what he does for a sloppy amateur. Takes a w- wily so-and-so to take a child right out of her own bedroom with her family in the house. And he does it over a period of years. The cases do match without getting caught or even seen. That page of Red Ribbon can't remember simply sipping most Must have something to do with the fantasy he's acting out. That's what I thought, the young man said. The detective who told me about the Del Rio case also remembered hearing of a similar cold case from 12 or more years back, but he couldn't recall where it happened. He thinks it happened in South Texas. Did you look into the database for that case? Yes, but the Del Rio case wasn't there. God knows how many others aren't either, especially... If they happened in small rural towns, I told my lieutenant about the Del Rio cold case and about the other two children in Oklahoma who were taken from their homes and found dead. said we needed to get the FBI involved so you guys could do a profile of the killer for us, and he laughed. He said the deaths had no connection, so I went to the captain, and he called your ASAC. Thanks. No problem, Gambus. Most veteran cops hate paperwork and complication. Nobody wants to be looking for a serial cutter, killer, but we might catch this one. But we might catch this one if we're stubborn enough. Marquis Pershing's lips. Ask one of your squad members about you. He said he says that you'll never chase people. He says that you'll chase people to the gates of hell. I don't like letting criminals get away. Neither do I. This guy's a serial killer. I need you to help me prove it. Karen Posse, while their steaks were served. What sort of similarities are we talking about with that cold case in Del Rio? All I have is a sketchy is sketchy information came his The manner of abduction was the same, and they narrowed the suspects down to a stranger. The victim was assaulted and stabbed. I don't know about red ribbons. I filled out our case on the form for LICAP, and I did turn up several child murders in other states, but none of the children were strangled and stabbed, which may signify some other perp, or he might have changed his habits. Maybe a gun gave him more power in an abduction. They both knew a murderer might change the way he killed, but if the crime had a signature, it usually wouldn't vary from crime scene to crime scene. Any red ribbons in those other cold cases? He asked because the ribbon did seem to serve a sign- signature in at least one case. No, at least he added, there were none in the information I access. as I said earlier, we always hold back one or two details that we don't feed to the media. Maybe those detectives did too. Did you try calling the detectives who worked the Oklahoma cases? I did. The first Oklahoma one was sure I was actually a reporter trying to dig out unknown facts in the case. I gave him my captain's phone number and he hung up on me. He said anybody could look that information up online. Nobody at the second place department knew anything about a cold case. How about the other Texas case? That's a doozy of a story, Marquis told him with pure disgust in his own. It's in Palavero, a little town up near Austin. I couldn't get their single policeman on the phone at all. I tried an email on them along with my phone number. That was a week before last. I'm still waiting for an answer. <sighs> We get a lot of cooks emailing us for various reasons, Colonel, and we get about 200 spam messages a day. The captions are so misleading that you occasionally open one without meaning to. It's always a scam or a link to a porno website. Even with filters, they get through. Maybe you're messaging it up in the deleted files. I hate spammers, <laughs> the younger man muttered. We have a cybercrime division that spends hours a day looking for scams and shutting them down. Good for you. But that still doesn't solve my problem. You can fly to Oak and show me your credentials in person, can't you? I can barely pay my rent, he said miserably, and he finished his thing. I can't afford the airfare. Your department wouldn't-would pay for the ticket. Garrett said, Mark, he's Admiral mother's island. Like hell, would he shout back? Didn't I tell you that I had to buy my own damn digital camera because my lieutenant wouldn't authorize the expenditure? He likes his job, and the city manager goes over departmental budgets with a microscope. <laughs> I don't know how that feels. No, you don't, the younger man assured him. Unless you've had to bring in a receipt for a cup of ice water you bought from a convenience store to back up claiming it on your own. Your expense account You've got to be kidding, <laughs> Karen Explain. I, I wish I were. The other man said Shake, sadly shaking his head. I guess it'll lock me up for a whole giant guy for a whole giant coke. <laughs> Karen chuckled up. Like, you need to come to work for us, he told Mike. You can even have a bureau car. A what? To, a bureau car, <laughs> Gorin told him. I get to drive mine home at night. It's like moving storage for all my equipment, including my guns. Guns? Plural? <laughs> detective, You have more than one? <laughs> he gave the detective look. Surely you have access to body armor, stop sticks, and a riot gun. Of course I do, he muttered. But it's not my own. As for stop sticks, I pulled my service weapon, tried to blow out tires. As long as the suspect isn't there anything, I might conveniently hit by mistake. As for a riot gun, he pushed back his jacket, displayed his shoulders. This is it. I hate shotguns. They left you wear a shoulder holster guys. We aren't allowed to. I don't know if I wanna to apply to the bureau if I can't wear a shoulder holster. Besides they move you guys around too much. I like being near home. They use you zone. Who else is gonna be on this task force you're setting up Marquis asked. We've got the Service Department because the murder took place out of town in the county, along with a K-9 unit, a Texas Ranger. A ranger. Wow! The other man said with a whistle. sigh, tried to get in five years ago. Passed everything except the marksmanship test, but two other guys had higher scores than I did. That's quite an outfit. Years ago, my brother was a ranger before he came down to work in San Antonio. He was with the DEA's office as a cybercrime expert. <laughs> then he moved to Jacobsville. He's chief of police there. Mark, he's not quite a guy. Your brother. He's making some major truck busts. I felt a ripple of pride. He was proud of his brother. Who else? Marquis, persistent. We have an investigator from the DA's office who specializes in crimes against children. We have volunteered our crime letter, Quantico, for trace evidence. We have one of the best forensics units in the country. Karen, smiled. I know. I don't have a problem with letting them process data. Wendy... When do we meet? Tomorrow afternoon at L.T. Coast. About 1 o'clock, I found one policewoman, policeman who knows the family of the victim and used to live in the neighborhood. He'll meet us there. I'll have the Texas Rangers on hand and the DA's investigator. Hope we can get this guy. No argument there, he lances his watch. I've got a couple of hours off after this, but I should be back in my office for a quitting time. If you need to contact me, forgot to give you my numbers. <laughs> If you can't reach me at the office, He had pulling out a business card. My cell phone number is on this. Thanks, I'll be in touch. Marquise reached for his wallet when they were finished, and the waitress had produced the bill, but Karen waved him away. Passed his, passed his credit card to the woman. My reading told Marquise was small. It was a business lunch. Thanks. I wish I could recuperate, but my lieutenant would send me out of... Out to solve stolen gas station drive-off cases, if I presented him with a lunch bill, Karen just laughed. The laughter faded when he got home. Miss Turner was looking worried and standing by the telephone. What's going on? Karen asked her. Nothing, I hope she replied. Just that I can't get Grace on the telephone. I'm sure she'll all right. Maybe she's not answering the phone. I'll drive over and see. He replied and was out the door before Miss Turner could ask to go with him. He pulled up in the front yard of the old Victorian house, noting again how little maintenance had been done to one it. Took the steps two at a time and rapped hard on the door. He did it a third, he did it three times, but there was no answer. He started around the side of the house, and there she was in the rose garden, with pruning shears, cutting back her rose bushes. She was talking to them as well. Obviously, she hadn't heard him drive up. I know she never liked you. She was telling her, But I love you. I'll make sure you get all the fertilizer and one you need to make you beautiful again, the way you were when Granddaddy was still alive. She sniffed and wiped her eye, wet eyes on the sleeve of her flannel shirt. She was like, I don't know why I'm crying for her. She went on after a minute. She hated me. No matter what I did for her, she never wanted me in her life. But now she's gone. And it's just you and me and this enormous house. Well, the roses are gonna live in it with you then? Yes, curiously. She turned so fast that she almost fell over her head and went to her chest. She almost gasped me for breath. You move like the wind, she choked. What are you doing here? Mrs. Turner couldn't raise you on the phone. She was worried. Oh, she went back to church. That was kind of her. <laughs> he glanced around at the bare landscape. There was a garden spot behind the house that looked as if it had just been plowed. Wondered if she kept the garden or if her grandmother had grown vegetables. Did you find the man who killed that little child? She asked. He shook his head. It's not that simple to solve a murder. This is one of several similar crimes, some from years ago. It takes time. We're forming a task force to investigate it. My father used to work for the sheriff's department. He was a deputy, just like granddaddy did. That was a long time ago. She added he quit when he married my mother because she didn't like him taking risks. What did he do afterward? He got a job as a limousine driver in San Antonio. She He made a good money at it, too. Then he met a pretty rich woman that he'd been hired to drive around, and he went head over heels for her. He left my mother and filed for divorce. She never got over it. The other woman was ten years older than she was, and she owned a boutique. "'Is your father if your father's still living?' Yeah, she sugared. "'He and his new wife were driving to Las Vegas "'when a drunk driver ran into them head-on. "'They both died.' "'You said your mother disliked you?' "'She nodded. "'I look like my father. "'She hated me for that.' "'What happened to your mother?' "'She died about 12 years ago,' "'she said, just two years after Daddy did.' "'What did she do for a living?' "'She was a nurse,' Grace said Carly. You're going to kill those bushes if you keep snipping, he pointed out, and the temperature is dropping. She shivered a little she said, I suppose so. I just wanted something to do. I can't bear to sit in that house alone. You don't need to. Pack a small bag, I'll take you home with me. You and Miss Turner can watch movies on the pay-per-view channel. She looked up at him in front That's not necessary. Yes, it is, he said gently, studying her face. She was well with yours. You need a little time to get adjusted to life without your grandmother. No strings, just company. She's not on a little lips. She didn't understand his motives. She showed. I do it for anybody. You can think of it as one neighbor helping out another. She sniffed and she in not please. If I wouldn't be in the way, she began. I work in the study hall while I was trying to get her records up to date. He said simply. You won't bother me. I'll give you the gas room next to Miss Turner's. If you get scared in the night, she'll be around. She still hesitated it was hard for a trusted man If You stay over here taking talking to rose bushes, somebody's gonna notice, you pointed out. Think of the scandal. She smiled, smiled to herself. All right, then thank you, she added a little argument. <laughs> you do know it for me, I'm sure. And she would have. Miss Turner was surprised and delighted in the unexpected company. He hates having people here, she told Grace as she poured her some tea in the kitchen of the long single leaved level house. It's only because I was talking to the roses, Graceful. Well, Miss Turner stared at her. Graceful. Well, I'm not exactly overcome with visitors these days. You can talk to me, she told her. At least I can answer you back. Later, Miss Turner showed her to the guest room and pointed out the quilt at the foot of the bed in case Gary's got col- too cold. He says he can't sleep in a warm house, so he keeps it like a deep freeze. Miss Mur- Turner muttered. Likely you'll get frostbite, but at least you won't be lonely. Got your medicines? That's not Good. Let's by the bed sleep well. You too. The door closed and Grace sat down on the bed. It was a pretty room, done in cool cool blues and beige. She was amazed at her host for the invitation and Graceful as Grateful as well. She dreaded spending the night alone. For a man with no social skills to speak of, she thought he was surprisingly kind-hearted. She settled under the comforter and closed her eyes. But the events of the day had damaged her, and not only her grandmother's death. She kept seeing little girls lying in bed of roses, wearing red ribbons around her necks. When the screams started, she didn't even realize that they were coming from her own lips. End of chapter 4.